Monday mornings with Matt and Kevin. What's in the news? Topics that come up around the dinner table will be given the truth treatment with no punches held and no falsehood left standing. These two will debate real life issues from a Catholic perspective every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern. And now, here are your hosts, Matt and Kevin. Well, we are back for a Monday morning. Matt is here. Well, I'm Kevin. I'm here as well. It's, it's nice. We've, we've, we've been on a streak. We're back from illnesses over the winter. We've been here together a couple weeks in a row. We were just saying before the show, it feels like we just did this. And it does. It, it, this Lent, it's going pretty quick. It, it's. I, I don't know if that means that I'm doing a good job or a bad job. Maybe I'm not doing it well enough. I'm not actually sure. But I think usually... That the middle couple of weeks are about the toughest, so I'm I'm expecting the next two weeks to be pretty tough. And well, again, you kind of want it to be at least kind of tough. I mean, it's going to be hard enough, but you don't want it to be too hard. But you want it to you want it to hurt a little bit. So uh, no, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see Matt what was going to happen. And and uh, hmm. we're today we're going to talk. About, we 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 didn't plan the show at all, as people probably will will find out. So we're going to kind of we got a couple ideas like right before the show, like an hour before the show. Hey, we could talk about this. <laughs> so so that's what we're going to do. That's how we roll. But we'll do our best to make it interesting. Matt and I are just too busy, I guess, I don't know, lenting it up, you know, living living lives over here. But um, before we get into that, we do want to tell everyone, again, that we're not experts. We're not, well, I guess we're pundits. I mean, political pundits can be whatever. But if we say anything that, that hmm. comes into the, the religious, liturgical, faith, morals, all those things, we are not priests. We're not moral theologians. We're just two guys expressing our opinions. So please, please, please. Don't give us too hard of a time, Matt. How you doing? Please don't put. Yeah, don't make. Don't don't put us out there in in in, in headlines again. We don't, <laughs> we don't need that. We we don't need. That. Uh, no, I'm I'm doing well. I was thinking, you know, Twitter has been very quiet, and I know a lot of people are kind of gone for Lent, and that has kind of, uh, you know, softened things up a bit. And you kind of realize, like, oh, I haven't seen this guy, or or you know, you you, you realize that a lot of people really have left but i just feel like overall even before people left for lent that twitter has really relaxed a lot i remember man like a year ago or so like there was just constant bickering and and oh. going back and forth and even a lot of clergy really taking the time to be on there and dispute their points and i feel like that's kind of uh really chilled out a little bit as the um as the as, as time has gone by i don't know if the platform is changing or what but just something that i kind of picked up on as i was uh spending some time scrolling yesterday and i think too I don't know what you were just saying before. Like, man, I, I told you before the show started, we're flipping our calendars this week to March. And Good Friday's in March. It's at the end of March. And we were just flying through. And as you said, I I feel like it did get off to a very quick start. But I feel like maybe as the weeks kind of go on, it'll be like a little bit, uh, you know, you, you'll feel it a little bit more, a little bit heavier, which is a good thing, as you said. But really just kind of a good time, too. And I thought of this uh, when I was uh, saying um, my rosary earlier was just that, you know, the resolutions that I made or the things that I want to accomplish during Lent, how am I doing with them? You know, am I doing well with them? Am I, um, you know, how, how are my feeling being void of the things that I gave up and just kind of a little self-reflection to kind of see where I'm at. And, uh, you know, it made me think as I was kind of reflecting on my own self, just again, like we've talked about this on the show many times with the extreme that like all the saints went through and, and sacrifice and penance and lived this sort of life. And a video came up on, uh, on, on online of people who were born in the 1700s. And as a result, they lived old enough to be around for when the first camera came out. So the photographs were taken. And people were commenting like, 
think about living in a time where if you had a headache, you had a headache. There was no, you don't just pop a pill. Uh, uh, you know, you had to go to the bathroom. It was handled different, different ways. The, 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 the way society has, has coddled to us in so many ways, like, man, I, it just really tied in together with me with penance and, and the way people used to live. Like, how does somebody like that who didn't know when their next meal was coming, uh, in a lot of ways, probably, uh, were very tired, uh, didn't, you know, they had to work all day, probably from sunrise to sunset, they were out in the field working, uh, didn't have any pain medication, they had no, no, uh, no, you know, some of recreation. What kind of, uh, what kind of penance do you do? I, I, w- I was really, uh, really reflecting on it. What else is there to give up? Life is, is, is suffering anyway. We really, and then we complain about not drinking, I don't know, whatever, Gatorade. Well, and you know their fast rules back before Pius X were oh, yes. really more, strict. So. I mean, it was a, I mean, or even Sundays, heck, I mean, on Sundays, it was a, it was a water fast. You couldn't have anything mm. to eat or drink besides water at all from, from, from midnight until, until after mass, obviously. And so that's, that's something that's, that's definitely lightened a lot. It used to be that I think it was almost a vegan diet and you couldn't have meat at all. Um, you couldn't have, geez, what was, I think you, I don't even know if you could have fish I, at some point, you know, the Lenten fast yeah. was intense. It was like bread, butter, and vegetables. And that's what you ate. Intense. Yeah. As you say, mm-hmm. but they, they, they were tough, but I think that that's, that's the, you know, the sad state of the world, but the, the beauty of the church that the church can change with the times and you know in some ways obviously and so the church saw okay people are just getting softer we don't have to like it we're not saying it's good but people right now could not handle that and so we we have to make it so it's something that they they can do and you know we live coddled lives so we 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 probably have coddled lens but Mm. this is a really good point and i see this often I, i i had to chastise someone in the comment section the other day on on one of our videos that people say well see what the church has done. You know, they've gotten so liberal and weak. It's like, whoa, you know, hold up. You know, you don't say that kind of stuff. You, you don't, we don't judge, you know, the, these decisions made by the church because, right. well, again, as we talk on, so often on the show, you know, these are, these are, the, the church is, is being guided by the Holy Ghost. Um, do, you, do you, are you, how confident do you feel that your opinions about Lent are being guided by the Holy Ghost? Uh, <laughs> not sure about it. So, so calm down. I mean, the, the church can bind and lose. People forget that second term of yeah. it, too. You know, the church can lift her penances. The church can soften her penances. The, ch- the church does this. So people make all these comments, you know, the you know the church is, uh, you know, uh, rigid and strict and X, Y, and Z. But the church also does relax. And it has, as you said, the, the authority to do so. And a lot of times you hear people say, well, I don't know if, if it should do that. Well, it doesn't matter if what you think if they should do or not the church has the as mother uh, she has the 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 guidance of the holy ghost and the that infallibility of her universal disciplines to give to her 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 faithful what is good for them and she knows obviously better than us don't think mother knows best but uh well it's true if if you want to do this crazy 1200s you know i mean from the 12th century diet then do it I, no one's stopping you. Go yeah, do, go, go do a, ve- a vegan diet. I mean, I, I'm not going to stop you. The church isn't going to stop you as long as it's safe. Then fine. I mean, they, they, that's the thing. It's like this again. It, even the whole premise of the argument is kind of this, you know, you know, better than thou, and kind of like, I'm better than thou with the church. Like, come, come on, guys. <laughs> anyway, mm. anyway, no, it, it is interesting. See, Matt, it's funny. We always start off the show talking about Lent. It must be a little bit on our minds, I suppose, in these times. <laughs> but, um, but okay. no. It, it is, yeah, it's a good. It should be. It should be, absolutely. But, but, 
but we wanted to talk a bit today about not necessarily politics. We'll, we'll start talking about politics, but we wanted to do a bit of a, you know, a, a thought experiment, I suppose. Hmm. And we haven't, we've had very little time to prepare for this guys. So, uh, you know, Matt and I are not really politicians, so give us a little bit of a break. But the, the question was, so so we're looking at a little bit of stories going around. We've, we've talked about Javier Malay in Argentina lately. We've talked about Putin. Yeah. Obviously, we've talked about Biden. And now there's, uh, he's been around for a while now, the, the El Salvadorian president, Naib Bukele. Um, he's done a lot of good stuff. He's thrown pretty much all of their criminals in prison. Um, they, their economy is doing great. They have Bitcoin, I think, is their primary... Um, exchange or whatever you want to call it. And um, they're doing really well. And it's interesting to see this. You see this across the world. You see it in Hungary. Um, you see it to an extent in Russia. Not not completely, but but you see some countries that seem to be getting it right more than others. Um, Germany ain't, you know, in many ways, and the U.S. isn't. And it's going to get worse and worse because of the systems that are being run. And so I guess that the ultimate question that we want to talk about is if you and I were the presidents of the U.S. or Germany, what would we do? How would we run the country? Well, I... You know, one of the things that I've kind of gone back and forth on over the years, too, is I've gotten there was a time where I was very, very, very involved in politics. And I considered myself at one point a very strict like constitutionalist. And I really believed at the at the time in a very limited federal government. And and believe it or not, the the, the way the Constitution is is is, um, is is written, the powers of the president are very limited. Yeah. Much of it is left to the states. Much of it is left to you know whatever is not uh you know the the man I used to know these things off the top of my head and now I'm kind of you're starting to lose I'm starting to lose it but um I believe it's the tenth amendment says that whatever power is not delegated to uh, the the federal government and the 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 amendments uh, is delegated to the the states uh, or the enumerated powers uh, of the constitution. So the presidential powers are really limited. So when you think about something like abortion, right, if you were to think about it constitutionally, there are a lot of people, I'm not saying this is my opinion or I agree, but there are a lot of people who say that the way our government is set up, uh, a true conservative would say that it's abortion's a, a state issue because abortion is not mentioned in the constitution whatsoever. Some people start invoking other parts of the constitution, but uh, they, 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 look back at the point that the term itself is not mentioned the same thing with marriage right when we had the whole doma thing defensive marriage act there were a lot of conservatives who said i agree with it i think that marriage should be defended as the union of one man and one woman at a national level but there's nothing in the constitution that says i the federal or I, any power here has the the federal right uh over marriage marriage is a state issue so i think that's something that um and we kind of touched on this too when taylor marshall was considering considering his presidential run the powers of the president truly are restricted if you want to be a constitutionalist. And how do you balance uh, that with laws that should be enforced for the for the common good from natural law, too? Right. I mean, it's quite obvious things like marriage or things like uh, abortion. These are things that you you would think just normally that the president as as commander in chief and as, uh, you know, a, a leader of the country should be able to just implement and enforce. But a lot of laws block that and so i think too you, you know you hear all these people campaign on these things especially talking about campaign you know trump nikki haley got slaughtered in her state the other day um you think about what are the powers that the the president really has and what is he able to do and i think that when we were kind of talking about religious liberty and, and whatnot in one episode um it's important to mention that you don't want to cause upheaval either right you don't want to cause civil unrest by all of a sudden some dictator coming in and, and, and implementing 
Catholicism and whatnot, because they could they would be able to do the same thing with any other religion. And we, I think we would have to be careful there. But, you know, in, in a good way, in a natural way, everything that is that that is governed our land naturally should reflect divine law. And we should honor Christ as king. And I think that is one thing that should be the root of uh, and the popes have taught this the the, the documents and uh, encyclicals have taught this that christ is truly king and it should be reflected in our society um and that's what should come of of, of a presidency that is that is right and just and in line with with god's will um but i think too that that balance of you know what kind of authority would i really have you know as president if i want to be a true quote-unquote conservative and i hate that term to it what have conservatives done? I, I I don't know. I'm going to go off on a totally different tangent. But do you see my point, Kevin? Do you see like how I think it was Ron Paul really made a, a lot of good points with that. And I think he was popular amongst that libertarian base some time ago. It was just because he recognized the, the limits of the federal government. A lot are state issues when you look at it. So would you what? would you would you govern that way? Would you really say, you know what, I'll, I don't have much power here. The authorities in article might be Article one of the Constitution or two. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, the I'm, their, their I'm much, much more of a of a monarchist, I guess, suppose <laughs> I'd, I'd much mm -hmm. rather. I think democracy is very, very deeply flawed because it's it gives you this this idea of of having a vote and having a say when really it's it's kind of either a Hegelian dialectic or it's just, you know, nah, you know, yeah, you can vote in this or this. But the, the, the choices aren't really that real. And then when you think they are, you know, the vote goes through every different layer so so and i i totally agree with you that it should be every government should be smaller i think that's that's true i mean the u.s is just simply too it's too big you know you know i think i think you know germany is already big enough that's like yeah having one ruler for that you know or, or having you know it's, that's already kind of too big so maybe that needs to be split up into well, 10 but the u.s is way too big you just I mean, <laughs> the fact that you're saying that one government one federal government one person, you know, the president is just governing over the entire country. Just it just literally doesn't it doesn't make sense. They they can't know what's actually especially going on. especially when America is so diverse and so really just the, the the demographics of it and the geography of it too is is crazy. And this this was a, a thing with COVID. Um and I might now that I'm speaking about this, I might have mentioned it on the show before, but I remember when these COVID lockdowns were happening um, and they were seeking this national implementation of all these restrictions and six feet apart and all that. And and one man who lived, I think, on a farm in Montana, or he was like the next, my next door neighbor is about 10 miles from me. I don't need the restrictions of New York City. There, I'm open. I'm in open, fresh air. I don't see people. I don't see buildings. I don't see companies. I am on a large farm where there's nothing for me. I have to drive five, ten, whatever miles. America is very different that way, and that was part of you know the the thought process of if I don't like California, I can move to Texas. If I don't like Texas, I can move to Maine. You had that 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 states you know, that, that state power of things. Um, but you're right. It's very difficult to govern. And I don't know, is, is, do you see out there in Europe, is it similar to that where like, you know, you've got your, I mean, even just, just looking at the elections, uh, that have, that we've gone through South Carolina is a extremely conservative electorate, whereas New Hampshire is a pretty moderate slash liberal electorate. Do you see that kind of difference based on location out there? Oh yeah. Even in Germany, I, I, I couldn't, I don't know that much about German politics, but, but the funny thing is, is that I know for a fact that the the states in Germany that used to be part of the Eastern Bloc, so part of the communist side of of Germany, are now extremely conservative. So they're the most conservative parties. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who who vote in the AFD, which is by you know your your 
normal person in the southwest of Germany considers them to be um, Nazis because, well, anyone who's mm. bad or disagrees with you is a Nazi. Um, and, and so it's interesting that you do have different states voting differently. Bavaria is supposedly the Texas of, of Germany, but but even Bavaria, um, you know, it's it's yeah, it's it's still <coughs> pretty liberal. I mean, compared I, I Germany is is I think you'd be surprised how much more liberal it is in its culture than the U.S. I mean, it just it's just much more social and some things in a much better way. I right. think Germany does some things way better, but um, but obviously other things not. And so I think that's it's a, it's a tough question. But but I think I think you can generalize and say, you know, when you get a bit when you get a government that is just trying to control people too far away, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. And you see that right now with the EU, you see it with the UN, mm-hmm. you see it with you know all these different people who, who are, aren't even voted in. And um, they're trying to control right. people who live thousands of kilometers away. I mean, try to tell me that makes sense. It just, it just doesn't. And so, so, I mean, if you're saying, so, you know, if, as you say, with, with, with abortion, I suppose that that's a, it's, it's a good example. So if you, if you're living in a state that's pro abortion and you say, okay, yeah, then, you know, I, I don't feel like I can contribute to the state. Um, I don't, I don't want to put my money into this. I don't want to live here. I'm going to move to, yeah, I'm going to, move to a move to a pro-life state. So you, you move to the pro-life state and then you help, that economy, you become a patriot for that state. That makes a lot more sense. So, I mean, the, the mm. smaller that can be, the better. And I think the more it's federalized, absolutely the worst, because because then you have all these stupid issues where, okay, if it's passed into law by so-and-so, and then it's signed on by the president and by the Supreme Court, then it's <coughs> codified. And it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? You know, okay, so does that mean, you know, just because one government, one set of Supreme Court justices determined one thing that it, that's just – that's it you know well that's that's what was interesting that's what was interesting i remember back then with doma the defense of marriage act in california i believe that that got put to vote constantly it got put to to vote it failed it got put to vote it failed it failed it failed it failed it failed it failed then it passed and everybody was like that's it it's settled it's all of a sudden it's settled well why weren't the the 10 negative votes that were against it why didn't that settle it but for some reason that one vote that passed it all of a sudden it, it that's it it's it's set in stone um you know and you hear some of these terms too one of the things that that, that was talked about during election cycles is we're going to codify roe v wade we're going to set it in stone we're going to make it really the law of the land uh and enshrine it into the um into the amendments but one of the things too that people don't realize is in order to add an amendment to the constitution you need two-thirds of the house two-thirds of, of the senate and three-fourths of the states in order to get an amendment into the constitution you don't just that's the only way um in my opinion that the constitution lives and breathes through the amendment process you know the the language in it is is, is set um and i think yeah like you you have the centralized they call it inside the beltway right when you're governing inside dc and then people in alaska are, are bound by the same laws it, it is kind of strange I, I i do agree i don't know what's best for the future and i feel like um even looking at electoral maps right the 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 votes have changed uh, there were there was a time where california was consistently red now it's consistently blue texas is has been you know very safe red for however long now and i think there are some indications that texas might be more purple uh as of late so you, you just think how demographics change and how cultures change and how people change and laws have changed and i think really something that changed that was 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 i don't know if i mentioned it before but ronald reagan's amnesty act of 84 just granting citizenship to all these illegal uh immigrants whatever it changed the the landscape of of, of america 
permanently. And I think that that's something that, you know, needs to be considered is how do you, as we just said, how do you govern an entire country that is so different and so diverse uh, from 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 one main leader who is really limited in power? It's a strange system because unlike Germany, where everyone should be anyway, German or even Russia, you, you know, thinking back to uh, um, what the Russian Empire to the Soviet Union, now to Russia, uh, where everyone has that commonality of, 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 of ethnicity, America is very different from that. Um, and it's difficult, you know, and, and, and these people like the monarchs, I think of England, you know, Queen Elizabeth was a unifying figure. All British people had her as the, the unifier, right? Uh, it doesn't work that way with presidents. I don't know. It's a very, it's a very complex system. And I, and I do think that, you know, people say why, you know, whether we vote for, you know, Obama, Bush, Reagan, Clinton, why is it always the same thing? Well, I think in the end, it's because that, you know, there are much higher powers than they that that really run things. And um, I don't know well, I th- well, a- if, if you could, if you could, let's just say somehow you get, you sure. get, again, you get elected and, and you can have any amount of power, like, like this guy in, in, um, just u- unlimited u- ukulele, whatever. I don't like what Mussolini u- kind of did. In ukulele. Right. Let's just say you, you have that power. What, hmm. what do you think? I mean, would you, because like, like this guy down in El Salvador, he, it was the, it was the highest crime rated country in the world, I think, or top three for sure back i think what six years ago and he got in and he literally just went and got all the m what, what m3 what are the guys i oh, oh mara salvatrucia ms13 ms13 thank you so so they mm. went and they and he just rounded them up and put them in like <laughs> concentration camps pretty much i mean they just put them in these huge camps and it was like hey look if you're if you have anything to do with them you're going to prison done end of story no no trial anything at least as far as what fdr did with japanese people tell me if i'm wrong but that's as far as i understand it it's just like okay anyone you can tell me in the comments but i I haven't looked that much into this guy but that's what i've heard and but you know they cleaned up the streets and these guys are evil dudes i mean i don't think anyone would disagree with that but you also take you also take out you you kind of take out law and order and i think you know as i think you maybe you mentioned or maybe it was my brother the other day talking about saint thomas more talking about the movie um uh, the man of all seasons, the man for all seasons, and how he says, you know, if you if you tear down the laws, you know, it, it, when you turn around, the devil will be there. There'll be nothing to protect you because the law is gone. Have you seen that movie? That's no, that's no. one we can recommend, guys. The man for all seasons. <laughs> There's a little bit of language in it, but it really, oh, Matt, you got to watch it. Fantastic, okay. fantastic movie. Uh, okay. Man for all seasons, highly, highly recommended. Anyway, but and he's a lawyer, obviously, so he's he's one of the greatest lawyers maybe of all time, St. Thomas More. And he's pretty much saying, okay, because one guy says, you know, if, if I had the power, I'd cut away all the laws and I'd say, do this, this, and this. He's like, okay, and then what? What happens when you cut, you know, when you don't have law and order, you know, that then that's when it all gets turned on its head kind of a thing. Because anarchy, even when it's at the moment turned for good, is a, is a very dangerous idea. Because if you just say, I just throw these guys in prison because they're bad. Okay. And then, then what happens when the next president gets in and says, oh, yeah, well, you're Catholic. So I consider that to be a danger to, you know, so it's, it's a dangerous idea. So I think law, you know, there's a it has its place in the world, I suppose. That's what happened. Um, I believe it was FDR did that with Japanese. He threw them in internment camps during World War Two um, and the Supreme Court. That's another funny thing is I believe they were like, that's totally justified. You know, we would be outraged. Imagine if it was a, a different race or whatever in, in this day and age. If, if you know that that's the thing is is if we were to say, all right, uh, you know, Joe Biden's going to round up all Italians and throw them into concentration camps, 
Uh, and then the Supreme Court says, like, yeah, it's she's totally justified in that with no with no reason, just be, just by by virtue of you being a certain race. That's exactly what FDR did. And the, the uh, Italians would still eat better than everybody else. Oh, we so would. We would. We, that's what we would invent a new food. <laughs> food that you know. haven't heard of yet. <laughs> exactly. No, no, it's, it's a, would, but it's a great point, though, and that that's the issue. You know, you look at you look at Lincoln during the war, and you know he he, he did away with habeas corpus, which just said, "Hey, I it, just uh, have the right to do whatever I want with anybody I want." And and you get it. And if if you have someone who is just, let's say, if it's King St. Louis, and he did that, you'd be like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, okay." He's going to do good stuff with it. Of course he is. And maybe this guy, Bukele, is going to do good stuff. And maybe Javier Malay, maybe Trump. And then maybe not. Maybe Trump is the bad guy, like plenty of people tell us on Twitter all day long. And if he is the bad guy, then, okay, and if he does get this power somehow, or the power that people think he has, even though I agree with you, the president really does have a weird amount of power. Sometimes a lot and sometimes absolutely none. Very, very strange. It's, it is a very strange system. But let's just say he does have the power that people think he could. And then he goes nuts, you know, and then what? And mm. then what happens? I mean, it's a dangerous idea. And I think that's, I think it's a, it's a, it's an interesting lesson when you look at these guys in South America right now that right now it's like, Hey, yeah, this is going the way we want it, but mm. it's a, it's a dangerous road. You got to be really careful down this, this, you know, kind of uh, dictatorial path. It can work great and it can did, go bad quick. Speaking of Lincoln though, did you see, was it uh, earlier in the month? Um, when they ranked, why is this not letting me go? They ranked uh, all 45 presidents of all time. They, did you see this? Google did probably, yeah. No, I didn't see it. Uh, no, no, no. Um, let me see if I can if I can pull it up. Oh, here it is. Um, yeah, let me see if I can pull the actual list. So I think this is it right here. Let's see if this, this pulls it up. So um, uh, they ranked the presidents now that Joe Biden's term is he's in his last year. They were able to make the rankings. And uh, this goes into the, I think. Wait, sorry, is, who's they? Yeah. Who, who, who? Oh, um, I don't know what they call it. It's the 2024 Presidential Greatness Project Expert Survey was conducted. Uh, <laughs> so Obama's so, number one, no question. No, no, no. <laughs> Okay. So this is the this is the official list. Um, again, I don't know what historian does it. I um, it was all over the news, so I just googled it and, and I pulled up the first thing. So number one, uh, the greatest president of all time is Abraham Lincoln. Oh boy! Uh, now here here's what's funny. Uh, F.D. Roosevelt was two, Washington three, <laughs> Bar Barack Obama number seven, the seventh greatest president of all time, Barack Obama number twelve. I'm sorry, only only uh, number ten, John Kennedy. Number 12, Bill Clinton. Number 14, Joe Biden. 14. Uh, number 14. It says, despite <laughs> low poll numbers, Joe Biden is ranked one of the top presidents of all Why? time, coming Why? in at 14. Why exactly? I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear the explanation for that one. They actually, the, you can, and they, the, you can kind of dig a bit deeper into some reasoning. And they say the economy growth under Biden is, is just incredible. Uh, Ronald <laughs> Reagan is 16. So Ronald Reagan falls behind Joe Biden. Um, George H.W. Bush is 19 and 45. So 45 out of 45, the worst president of all time, Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> oh my. Interesting. No, wait, who's, for, who's 44? Who's 44? I want to, I want to 44. Buchanan. Oh, cause he was the one who, wasn't he the one who was like a, he was a sexist or something, wasn't he? I don't know. I don't know. Wasn't if I've he heard the one that, who he wasn't maybe. he wasn't married and he was really nasty with women or something? I, I think. I, <laughs> oh, it could have been. Don't take my word for that one again. Sorry, sorry. But who would have who would have thought that that? I mean, 
just thinking and I, and again i have my critiques of reagan but to put oh, put biden ahead of reagan <laughs> well i mean why would biden go i mean come on guys come on you can't I, form a even sentence if you worship the guy and obama okay you want to put obama top 10 because of your ideologies i i can actually reasonably accept that because i get it biden hasn't done anything he hasn't the dude is a lunatic who has no brain i mean come on and he just but the, the good thing matt and you really see this through all politics you see this and elon musk has been a big help for this type of stuff that people are starting to realize these people who do this they can't help themselves they have to go they have to do it that's what i go too far they have to put trump last they have to put biden in the top kaylee mcnerney hasn't done anything if you remember kaylee mcnerney she's i think she was the press secretary the third last one under trump yeah right she was on a cnn and they asked her about it and she had she just smiled i don't even think she responded uh, to it, but um, the University of Houston Vaughn from Coastal South Carolina University considered responses from 154 scholars and experts and historians who generated the list. Um, wow, boy, boy, it puts so much trust and hope in our education system, doesn't it? Man, <laughs> man, I I would love, love, love to learn history right now. That's just <laughs> come on. I, I mean, and it's really interesting because I mean, FDR number two. I mean, mm. guys, guys. Guys, what are we basing this on? I mean, you know, okay, yeah, he led the country You're... during war. He started the war. And you he, could... he knew that it was going to be bombed. This is common knowledge now. He knew. They all knew that Pearl Harbor was going to be bombed. They wanted it to be bombed because they wanted to try to save the U.S. in whatever other reason. You know, the, the military, con- you know, industrial complex was just forming. I mean, oh, man. That's... You could make your arguments against Trump, but 45 out of 40. No. Woodrow Wilson. That was just Woodrow like a... Wilson is definitely the most evil I think of all time. I think he is. He's they the had guy. to do it. They just. You're right. They, they just had, to, had do to do it. They just yeah. had to do it. Well, just, and, I, and I think even your it. your true Trump haters. Okay, not your true Trump haters. Let's take a step back from that. Your your mid your mid level Trump haters are probably at least kind of like, huh? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, re- recency bias. Okay. You know, we don't like him. He's mean. He said bad things. You know, and they all think he's this. You know, he's this felon you know that's because that's what the media tells them i germany you see it all the time germany publishes it's all they publish you know trump indicted trump going to prison right the the criminal trump it's It's all you hear have you heard what he's actually being indicted for it's a joke it's actually a joke it's like it's something that that most people when they hear it and have you heard that's actually an interesting topic that now that they're they're indicting him for all this stuff um with his with his um his properties in new york you're having a lot of these investment mm. companies and people who own you know buildings and property in new york leaving because they're like um okay so you can just you know force someone to give you 340 million bucks or whatever to half a billion dollars because you don't like them um buy uh, it's crazy man but again i do think that your normal people even your 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 what do you call them your, your neutrals your um yeah, like they're not a very they're, they don't have strong opinions on it. They're yeah, kind of just but yeah, they're, they're trying to say just... okay, this is weird. This is too much. Come on, this is too mm. much. It's, it's yeah. too much. They're, they're over. I uh, I uh, I I was reading too just <laughs> just some things, and, and there were people who did say that. I'm um, just some comments you can find some people's reactions, and there were people who said who did say things like uh, you know, like um, I disagree with a lot of his policy, a lot of his policies, and some of the things that he said and done. But but last, wow, um just kind of scrolling through here just every modern republican president has dropped in in the rankings um trump's 
<laughs> Jimmy Carter. They put Jimmy Carter at 22. I mean, he's nowhere near as good as Biden. I mean, but... <laughs> see, that, that's the thing that you don't realize, Kev, is we are living in privileged times. We have one of the greatest presidents ever reigning over us right you now. And you just don't, you you just don't appreciate it. Yeah. Sharp as a tack. Have his picture hanging right <laughs> Yeah. So he's so intelligent, he will definitely never ever um do a debate with Donald Trump. Oh he no, 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 even, no, no, no. And he wouldn't do a debate Did with you, Donald Trump uh, when he even had fifty percent of his brain left. Now he has about five. He Actually so, um no. Bobby yeah. Kennedy Jr. just uh, over the weekend challenged uh Biden to a debate and he says, I want it just me, RFK. And Biden, and he was he he was great. He said, uh, he goes, I doubt his cognitive abilities. I'd like to see him debate me one on one, and I'd like to ask him uh, who really is running the country. So this is Bobby okay. Kennedy Jr. Uh, interesting, and this is again uh, interesting coming from a Democrat. And I think, uh, you know, I don't know if he's on on Trump's shortlist of VPs. I don't. I think rumors kind of quelled on that a little bit, but yeah. he's. I don't know. I'd, I I would a lot. Of his policies are atrocious. A lot of his yeah, policies yeah. are gravely immoral. But I think he brings up a lot of interesting points too. I uh, would love to see, see a little bit more him, him, Trump, and Nikki Haley debate. Oh come on, mm. that would it, be it amazing. Would, it, oh, it because would, because be he is he's sharp and he's a guy. As you said, some of his policies are terrible. But but boy, you get him going on vaccines or uh, the environment or pharmaceuticals and stuff. He's very um, well. He's well done decades of research. I mean, he is really well versed i mean i really 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 smart and he he would he could give trump a really hard time on some topics i he Good. there are a few people who i think could go toe-to-toe with trump i mean nikki haley obviously isn't one of them but right. um kennedy would be really interesting on the same stage i would love to see that because i think i would like to watch too they would both you know say good and bad things in in um yeah, it would be nice to watch. It's actually, boy, I'm, I know we're all over the place, but it's an interesting topic. I just saw right before we came on the show that that Trump was touting, um, saying that you know if he becomes president, that he would he would um, I don't know, give more money for the ability to get I, an IVF, yeah, IVF. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. In, in, in vitro in, fertilization. In vitro fertilization. Yes. So which which we're we calling know, it for life. Right, exactly. Which we know is is is. <laughs> definitely immoral, um, uh, moral and, evil. Um, right. and it's evil you, you definitely cannot do that you cannot support that and it just shows you that either trump just truly doesn't have a clue which is definitely possible it's not like he's a catholic or trump understands that he needs the pro-life vote he just doesn't quite understand what that actually means i think that's mm. definitely possible so he's just I think there's saying stuff sometimes. He's just like, yeah, I'm pro-life. I'm pro-life. Uh, you know, totally I'm pro-life. You know, give me give me your vote. I was guys. thinking, I was thinking, has any candidate ever stood on the stage? And, you know, they, they argue, you know, in terms of abortion, they argue 20 weeks and, you know, life of the mother and rape and incest and partial birth and, you know, the nine months and six. They come up with all these stipulations. Has anyone ever stood on the debate stage and, and actually said it's a mortal sin? Huh. Never, anyone ever said that? I like they, they talk about all these things, but maybe Alan Keyes. Uh, he he might have. He might have, and he would, and he would too. He 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 would. But I think Catholic. we don't. Yes, but I think in a lot of ways we don't say that anymore at all on the national level. We might call things, you know, they they soften it so much. Like you need to talking about, you know, how we kind of open the show with how would you govern? I think we need to bring back that awareness as a culture and a society of sin and and and, and virtue. You need to call it what it is. It's, it's it's abortion is an unspeakable crime, but it's a mortal sin. And somebody should stand up there and say it 
and, and you won't hear it. You won't hear any of them, any of them say it. Well, let's say, again, if you have that chance to govern, you obviously make abortion illegal. So then the next question is, what is your penalty for those who commit it? Because I think that's an interesting question. Like we're looking at again, like like this guy um, in, in El Salvador, he just rounds them all up and says, okay, you're all going to prison. I think some of them for a long time. So he's just making it clear like, hey, you go be a dangerous criminal, you're done. It happens. It's just done because people won't do it because it's too dangerous to do it. They, they don't they kind of their lives. How, sometimes you have to be pretty brutal. Remember how we talked about the whipping post? Yeah. That was found uh, locally. Some people didn't and... like that. Some people did not like that podcast. Oh, well, well we talked our, about it. Our Susans from the parish council didn't. Oh. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, yeah, no, you're exactly right, though. I, 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 but, um, and I, think, I think you have to have. Your... I'm a big fan of corporal punishment. And I'm not necessarily saying the death penalty because I think, as we also talked about, I think in that podcast, that it's a dangerous thing because our, our judicial system is so bad. We certainly are going to kill the wrong sending, guy. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to send you know innocent people to death. So. Yeah, I mean, in principle, I, I, the, the church is definitely, you know, pro-death penalty. But, um, yeah, I think you got to be very careful with it. But I am I am pro, Matt. I, I am pro. I mean, you look at – look what's what happened. I think – I think who was it that started? I think Obama was the one who really started the whole thing. You know, or no, no, it was way before Obama. You know, the, the, if you, you get a get a, an ounce of weed and you go to prison for 10 years. You know, so I forget mm. there's even a name for it. But anyway, I, no, it's, I think mm. it was back in the 80s even. So it may have been Reagan again. So anyway, so you know, you get you get with a, an ounce of weed and you get sent to prison for for years, years. And so you have these guys who are just it's a, it's like a it's just what happens because you're getting penalized for something way too strong. I, Matt, I'm telling you, bring back the stocks, bring back the whipping post. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are things that are you know it's 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 a it hurts. It's a temporary punishment. It's humiliating, but then it's done. You're not ruining somebody's life. You're going to shame them. You're going to make them hurt, but you're not put them in prison for ten years for an ounce of weed. I mean, right. that's ridiculous. I mean, the whole prison system is so corrupt. Bring back the whipping post. Because I mean, people people hear that and they think that's just that's brutal. That's barbaric. And yeah, in some ways, yes. But also in other ways, not nearly as barbaric as our prison right. system. Not right. even close. Right. Right. It's just that everything, like you were saying, it's just that you, you the, the, the people who would make the decisions would make all of the wrong decisions. And that it would be, I mean, this was, do you remember Obama um, wanting to sue um, the, these all these religious sisters and whatnot for for failing to comply with paying for abortions. Remember that? I mean, these were the things they would. If people had their way, they would be sent to death row for all that refusing to comply. You know, like you're not paying for people's abortion. So you know, I, the, the amount of trust that I have in our government, or really any government that I could think of off the top of my head, to 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 virtuously conduct the death penalty is probably quite quite low. Uh, they would get it all inversed, uh, but I mean, I think I think that's that's a very strong point. Is is um like what are we doing when somebody's making a small crime like that, and then they're they're facing these lengthy, lengthy, lengthy charges where all they really need is a bit more of a of a slap on the hand, in, in, in a lot of ways too, a little bit more than that, but my a little bit more of immediate punishment, you know, like some of the charges are just ridiculous and the amount of time totally. paired with them is, is completely uncalled for. Um, and then you, it goes in an opposite direction as well, but there's just a lot to say about that. And I, I, I think, um, you know, we need to consider again, the commandments of, of, of God should govern the country and they should do so 
um, through the authority of the church, which is, you know, why a lot of these things like communism and whatnot are, are condemned by the church is because they make the state the godhead, which is they, the state should just reflect the church. The state should just reflect uh, God's law, not be the supreme and powerful authority, but um, reflect. And that's, that's what made Catholic France and, and King Louis the, King St. Louis IX so great is they were supreme in a lot of their authority, but they did so as a reflection of God and as, of the church. And that's that was the proper proper order to, to to government um and i don't it's just like man i don't see it coming back in any way shape or form and you have these guys you know people make such a you know i i've not to go down a rabbit hole here but people really like um they put napoleon on a pedestal and whatnot uh napoleon <laughs> do people forget that he threw popes in prison and right. he sought to, to overthrow the the power of the church near i mean uh, he did a lot of, of great things in the eyes of the world, I guess you can say, but but he was an enemy, in my opinion, and he was an enemy of the church, oh, an enemy of God. You and still, you still threw, see markings of it here in Germany from, from Napoleon. Sure. And he threw the, he threw the, he, he threw the immoral principles of the French Revolution into all of Europe. And uh, it was actually Bishop Sandborn who said that John Paul II was the Napoleon of the church. He brought all of those revolutionary principles uh through Vatican II into the church. So what Napoleon did to, 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 the, to the governing world, John Paul II did to the church. So that was a very nice, nice yeah. Yeah. parallel of, of, of the two. But anyway, on that note. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I, I got one last question for you. We could do this sure. in just a couple of minutes. I mean, what, what, why do you think Nikki Haley is still in the race? That's a great question. The only why? thing that I, she keeps getting pummeled, and she was on an interview the other day, uh, Harris Faulkner of, uh, I forget what, maybe Newsmax or one of those networks. And, and she said, um, how do you win your first state? And Nikki Haley said, it's amazing that you're saying that I haven't won a state yet. And then Harris Faulkner says, no, that's not amazing. <laughs> like, I, the only possible thing in my mind is now she out, get this, she outraised Trump. She raised 23 million. He raised 19 million. She's outperforming oh. Trump financially. The thing is, though, is she's got these big, 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 big donors. The only thing that I could think of is she is truly hoping that something happens to him. There's yeah. no other reason. She's got Mich Michigan is next. I don't know the data of Michigan. Trump is up on, according to Real Clear Politics, by 60 points on an average over 60. It was 78 to, to 28. Uh, or, or something along those lines, uh, or to 18 or whatever, however the math would work out. And, and then it gets worse. She's up, she's down by almost 80 in Oklahoma. Um, it was like 67 in California, 66 in, in New York. I, I, I mean, talk about poor judgment. Like, and these people are funneling money into her campaign. Who and why and when? The only, the only thing in my mind is that she is banking on him somehow, some way. He, yeah. He's out and she's the last one standing. And she's a rhino. She's a war hawk. I don't know if I if it becomes Nikki Haley and Joe Biden. Oh, Joe Biden I, can't. I, there's I, no way he can't. I mean, they he just can't said do he, it. I, I still. No, he, I think he actually can't. Like, he just. He, they just said <laughs> you know, he can't. He can't be thrown in prison, or he can't be you know put on trial because he's, he's not too mentally capable. mentally he ill. He yeah. can't run his president. I, I actually wonder. So Nikki Haley's hoping that that Trump you know is put in prison or whatever. I wonder if she's going to run unopposed. If he gets thrown in prison and she's just a candidate, and the Democrats imagine like, that they're just hey we're happy enough you know they just handed to her you know one one <laughs> of us kind of ish you know not not our favorite but we'll take her for four years and we'll just, come back strong and you know with maybe okay Ocasio Cortez or whoever in the next in four years from now and 
Yeah, because I, I could I, be, could be. She's they don't not have a candidate. The Democrats don't have a candidate. They have nobody. They talked about potential. No. They talked about potential replacements for him, for Biden, and uh, not only are they are they no names. Amy Klobuchar of of uh, of uh, Minnesota is it maybe? <laughs> no way. Um, Trump pounds these people in in, in yeah. electoral map wise. Uh, there's just nobody. Uh, I think she would be if she was actually president. I <clears throat> I think she would be. Um, I do think she's a war hawk, so I do think she would start unnecessary trouble. Uh, but I, I, overall, I think she'd probably be pretty neutral. I don't think you you wouldn't know she's there. I don't think you would just be. But I think that's what they would. That's what I think they could just be okay with that. Just okay, it's not a win, but it's not Trump. It's not a conservative president. Who, who, she's not gonna. She's gonna be a pretty lame duck president. You know, just even whatever goes on in the in the. Senate. She's gonna make a moderate Supreme Court appointment yeah, if need be. Exactly. It's just nothing that's going to. Yeah, exactly. nothing. I, I think that could be what everyone's hoping for because again. They don't. Biden is not a candidate. He can't, I mean, I, I'm not just saying that. Hopefully, he can't be. I hope he is. I hope he's a candidate because he should be put on trial. And he's he has no brain. So even even moral issues. I mean, there's words that Trump wanted to institute a, in a second term a 16 week abortion federal ban. And Nikki Haley has said, um, "We don't have the votes to do that. We're not going to do that." Um, so yeah, I think they see her as just a safe kind of just yeah. get past four years and nothing's going to go wrong. And I can see it, Matt. I can see it. Well, I guess we will. We will see. Maybe. It's, it's going to be an interesting year, and as everyone knows, we'll be right here to tell you. We're right here all, for it. We're, we are the we are the experts when it comes. We got to eyes on everything. Everything, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have here. our monitors up, kept with all of the can, <laughs> all of the news stations. For breaking news, stay tuned. Next yeah, week, Matt and Kevin Monday morning. <laughs> all right, guys, we appreciate it. Thanks for for hopping on with us. It's been meandering, but it was fun. I, I always enjoy these shows where we have absolutely no prep because um, they they always take interesting turns. So uh, no, they I do. had fun, Matt. Uh, I hope you did too. And everyone else, please, if you have any comments, um, let us know. Put them in the comment section. Like, share, all that stuff. Email me if you have anything nice to say. Email Matt if you don't. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of sick of the negative reviews from you guys. So. I'm really, I got to say, I, I'm really bad at replying to emails. I apologize. I do get some. True. I've sent you either a- I don't reply them or I, I either yeah. I take a long, long time just to get back. Um, it's a, it's, I should work on that. Until next Monday. God bless. Hopefully it's a, it's a quick but a beneficial week of life. I'll see you next Monday. God bless. Make the world Catholic again.